0: Eighty-eight 8 Radio, your
1: international sound wave for podcasts and more. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the new episode of The Now World. And today, it's really our pleasure to have our two guests from the NGO called Ah uh, Yeah, so we have Lala and Katrina from MyMark. So could you please say hello uh, to, our, to our audience?
2: Hi, my name is Lala. I'm a co-founder of MyMark Foundation. Hi everyone. So I'm Katrina. I'm assistant project manager, and I currently work mostly um, do Ukrainian project uh, providing one one education. Uh, and first, could
1: you, anyone of you, tell us a bit more about uh, this NGO? So what are you working on? And maybe perhaps the motivation you found this NGO and why you think that's important to have it? Um,
3: MyMAC Foundation is a nonprofit organization based in The Hague. Uh, The foundation is an explosive ordnance risk education project, which aims to protect children from harm by landmines, class ammunition, and explosive remnants of war in conflict zones. Our mission is to reduce the number of casualties from explosive remnants of war by providing free of charge State-of-Art Explosive Ordinance Risk Education for Affected Groups. So I co-founded this NGO three years ago with a colleague. While working together, we have noticed that the funding for the mine risk education and mine clearance continues to decrease while the number of casualties is on the rise. And of course, we wanted to do something about it. We also noticed that, for example, in 2019, 71% of casualties were civilians of which children accounted for 54% of all civilian casualties. Uh, For this reason, uh, we noticed that explosive ordnance risk education is vital since it helps to reduce casualties and also negative social and economic impact of landmines and other explosives.
0: And in which countries are you currently active?
3: Um, we are currently active in Azerbaijan, Ukraine, and soon starting a project in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh, so first time my MART had it, yeah, first fil- uh, pilot project in Azerbaijan. During the project, my MARC team visited the village of Marjanle, located in Azerbaijan. So during that trip, we conducted the training sessions for children at the secondary schools. Uh, so And we provided detailed information on explosive ordnance safety. And we played various educational games with children. And we noticed that My Mark Heroes and Games made a great impression on children. It made us very happy. Our latest project rolled out in partnership with Azerbaijan National Mine Agency as well. So together with them, uh, we printed and distributed more than 3,000 posters and flyers on explosive ordinance risk education that explains how to stay safe in an environment that has been contaminated by recent Nagorno-Karabakh
2: conflict.
0: And what about the project in Ukraine?
2: So it has been already seven years since the war started in the eastern part of Ukraine, in Donbass. And you can imagine how many casualties there are and how traumatized the children in the conflict zone. So many of them, of course, suffer from the um, traumatic experience like the loss of family members and, of course, daily shelling, bombings, um, injuries by explosive remnants of the war. And um, the city of Pupassana, uh, for example, was heavily destroyed uh, during the conflict in the eastern Ukraine and in March of the last year, uh, we did an educational trip to a small city, um, Papasna. it's located on the contact line, so the line between the governmental and um, non-governmental actors. And during that visit, our team um, distributed 400 um, mind-risk education packages. And of course, um, we educated children in two schools. We are currently um, working as well on distributing educational posters in the schools. Um, But also our team uh, continues to develop a new game, um, a platform, which is an educational online platform for providing landmine education anytime and any place. Um, this is especially relevant, I think, in the current situation with the pandemic, that we cannot pay a visit to the schools, but we can still educate the children there.
0: And you do that online, right? Everything is online now.
2: Uh, yes, everything is online. However, we um, work closely with our local uh, partner NGO and they help us to deliver the materials to school and as well educate the children in the areas.
1: Cool. You told me, uh, you told us about your project in Ukraine and also in Azerbaijan. So how's your project in Bosnia? Uh, so what did you do there?
3: Uh, thank you for your question. Uh, currently we're starting, we're just starting our project in Bosnia-Herzegovina. and so for this project, similar to Azerbaijan and Ukraine, uh, several types of posters will be printed and distributed to the schools in the area of Brico of Bosnia-Herzegovina. So the posters will be exposed in the school's hallways and classrooms. And um, for, yeah, for, this implementa- for the implementation of the project, uh, we selected nine schools. And uh, additional to that, uh, training sessions will be conducted for the teachers of nine selected schools. So doing so will enable teachers to continue to educate children about the risk of landmines and other explosives, and also to take protective measures to against them.
1: So how did you select schools or do you have any criterion? for the school to be fulfilled so that they can become your partner?
3: Uh, so uh, in order to do this project, we're uh, working with the local NGO, Pasavina Besmina. So of course they know the area uh, really well and they know which schools are more um, um, yeah, located closely to the landmine contaminated areas. Uh, children are in danger of landmines So, uh, yeah, our local NGO, our partner selected the school and uh, introduced the schools to us. Okay. And um, why
0: um, do you engage in projects in these countries specifically? Like, obviously, these are countries that are are heavily impacted by landmines. But what makes it important to raise awareness about mines in specifically these countries?
3: These countries are affected by the recent conflicts. Um, therefore, uh, landmine risk education is essential for children who live close to the landmine contaminated areas. Of course, children love to play outside, uh, they mm-hmm. love to discover their countryside, and explosive ordinary risk education will reduce the risk of getting injured. So um, after learning about um, yeah, how to be safe, how to pay, play safe, they will pay more attention to their surroundings and, of course, be careful while t- playing outside with their friends.
0: And why do you think education is crucial in raising awareness and mitigating the dangerous effects of minds um, rather than other means?
2: hmm. Uh, So, as Lala mentioned, the conflict in Ukraine is ongoing. However, Azerbaijan and Bosnia and Herzegovina are countries where conflicts took place previously. So, consequently, the front lines contain mines and exploded ordnance. And the people who live in the region, um, they live under the daily threat. So, as well as the fighting which is causing or has caused an extensive destruction um, to the country's infrastructure including um, many schools and kindergartens and affects directly the children. So our aim of Mindmark is of providing the landmine mine education is to um, reduce the number of civilian casualties um, as much as possible by teaching children how to behave safely in the areas uh, contaminated by mines and then ordnance, organs. So that the children know exactly what to do if they are confronted with the grenade or a landmine.
3: Mm. But
1: in this case, that how do you assess the successfulness of your project? So how do you see the result of it? So do you have like any indicators for show, for showing that?
2: In the normal times, like before the pandemic, our team would conduct a survey at the end of the landmine education session to assess uh, how children found out the delivery of the material, um, what they liked the most, what they learned new. Um, then the surveys were collected and closely analyzed. For instance, uh, children from Ukraine mentioned that they really enjoyed the games part of the session, so that we made a conclusion that we have to extend the types of the game we provide for our next session um, educational trip. And right now, um, we receive a feedback from our local partner NGO um, they keep us updated about the experiences of children with the game, but also they help us to communicate with the school administration. I mm, see.
1: And, well, in the future, what um, do you have other countries that you wish to start a project in? So other than the three countries you are working at, do you have other new plans to work on that?
3: Um, yes, we aim to educate all the children globally. <laughs> Therefore, uh, currently we're working on development uh, of an online risk education platform, as Katrina mentioned earlier, So, which would enable us to reach more people, more children around the world, and of course make um, a bigger impact and educate our target group in different countries, regardless if they're in rural area or uh, urban area. Um, This will also decrease costs and increase efficiency and effectiveness of of explosive ordnance risk education.
0: What are the outcomes of your projects and what are the biggest successes you have achieved with Mindmark?
3: Yeah, um, as a small NGO uh, with only volunteers, uh, we we managed to make an impact in three countries. And I think it's our, so far, biggest achievement. So we educated and, of course, raised awareness among the
2: children. And hopefully we made them happy with our cartoons and games. Yeah, for my part, I can add that, um, since I'm specializing more for Ukrainian project. Uh, In March of the last year, we did a trip to Donbass region, where we educated um, two schools, uh, children of two schools, and we distributed um, 400 mine risk education packages so i think that's um, the impact we make and we are trying to expand this impact of course with bringing in the posters for the schools but also constantly communicating with the um, children in the region as well as the um, staff and the school administration
0: all right yeah that sounds that sounds very very interesting and now we would like to kind of dive into the topic of okay well you guys are are a rather small NGO a new NGO as well and um, we'd like to dive more into the topic as well okay how is it to work in an NGO Um, what is it like Um, and um, a question we have as well is like because I know Katerina you are a student yeah and um, we would like to know okay how how do students get involved in in NGOs like these how how did you get involved how is it to work there
2: Uh, So currently we have our two students uh, volunteering in MIMARC. We do um, several different tasks depending on the area of our specialties, but also the personal preference. MyMark really allows um, for contributing ONDS. ideas. Because it's a small NGO, we get um, more connection to each other. We actively participate in different activities, um, help on other projects as well. So, in my opinion, this is one of the biggest advantages um, of us working in small NGO, especially for students who would like to make valuable impact. Um, but also, I would personally say that being a student uh, provides you with valuable skills, as well as experience in a wide range of areas. You learn um, the importance of the teamwork, while also working on the uh, projects from like teaching to event management, um, also conducting surveys. So everything accumulates to your experience and skills. So volunteering does really offer you different opportunities to learn and develop. And that's what I enjoy the most in my work.
1: Yeah, because I'm thinking about if you are working in a bigger NGO than like the bureaucratic structure and also the organizational structure there will limit how what you can do or how much you can do. But perhaps you now working in a small NGO, there's a benefit that you can handle many of the things and then you learn the facets in like a smaller NGO. Wouldn't be the case.
3: Yes, exactly. Um, I think I would like like highlight three main differences. And one of them, as you mentioned, it's uh there is a less bureaucracy in a small NGO. And for example, uh, as Katrina also mentioned, that there is a possibility for each team member to contribute with their skills and knowledge in their area of interest. So they can always take new activities, uh, pick up new activities and explore themselves. Also, I think the uh, the last one, the third, yeah, uh, difference is like there is... Where uh, there is ability to innovate. So, there, since there is less bureaucracy, so you can uh, bring new innovative ideas to the team and it will be discussed and it will be hopefully uh, possible to um, conduct it.
1: So like in your NGO, do you have like uh, examples, you know, uh, the idea is initiated by like student volunteers and then they were conducted in the end?
2: I think it's uh, actually mutual effort and contribution. So one might have an idea or yeah, just a thought and the other picks up, adds something to it. And we mutually create um, a good project, a new project. I think that was the case. uh, We did an online exhibition. Um, our uh, My colleague uh, had a, an idea, just a thought, and then we uh, developed it in a whole um, very successful online exhibition that we just uh, finished this winter. So I think that's how it works in um, smaller NGOs. It's really a mutual um, process of uh, working towards the same mm-hmm. goal that All right. you guys have.
0: Yeah. Um, and how... Do you view because like obviously you are a smaller NGO and it has a lot of advantages that we just spoke about um but how do you view the impacts that you have made so far do you think that despite being a relatively small NGO your impact is big enough do you think you should expand um, or yeah how, how do you view the impacts that you've made
3: yeah uh, this is a really interesting question because we always say within our teams that if we can save the life of one child This is already big enough.
0: Mm, Yeah.
3: So we don't count from about one child, two child, or three child, but if we can make an impact on one child and save uh, his or her life, it's already big enough for us.
0: Mm.
1: So it is more like um, for smaller NGOs to tackling some uh, specific questions or problems, then it's sort of like. you have to uh, be aware that your impact is limited uh, to some extent, but you can still make some impact or make some difference to finish your target.
3: Yes, exactly. Uh, well, um, as a small NGO you can always do uh, so much. So, of course, um, there is a less funding. There is, a, uh, of course, uh, the countries you can reach. Uh, it's not as like, it's not globally yet, but at least if you can do this, there, 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 is, there will never be enough education for children living in these countries. If you can help also the organizations that working on the field to do more education, I think it's already good enough.
2: Yeah, and as a small NGO, we try to establish a long-term effect. So we're not only just did the project and left and forgot about the country and the whole project itself. We uh, try to constantly communicate, get feedback, what we can improve, uh, what other projects the teachers would like to see um, for the children that we could bring in. Uh, So as a small NGO, we try to uh, complement the work that has been done by international organizations And uh, we try to do a long-term impact in those areas affected by the conflict.
0: Hmm. And, well, obviously, you guys have had a lot of impact on on a local level. Um, But what are some of the main challenges you have found um, while working in these areas, while um, engaging in these projects?
2: Um, The challenges, I would say, there weren't a lot uh, before the pandemic. Uh, Could be... uh, Just uh, logistic issues, but of course, everything was solved. Now that it's a bit more complicated to do trips and offline teaching to directly provide the children with one mind education. Um, Yeah, but we found new ways to educate children during the pandemic. So as I mentioned before, uh, we now have um, online mind risk education program. Um, So that continues to deliver the material Um, But also we um, do the posters regularly, uh, provide them to the schools. And thank you to our local partners as well.
0: Wow, that is really interesting. I think with this answer, we conclude our podcast. Thank you so much, Lala and Katrina, for being here with us today, answering these questions. We have definitely gained a lot of knowledge about uh, what it is to work at a small NGO, but also... um, we have raised a lot of awareness about the dangers of landmines and um, what education can do um, to prevent uh, harm from being done. So once again, I really want to thank you so much for being here today. We'll put the link of your website so people can check it out and see um, what kind of future projects you will be starting. And um, with that, I think we come to the end of the episode. Thank you so much.